0: All right, so this week we are doing Samurai Pizza Cats. Yes. We're watching episode three, Underground, Underwater, Undercooked is the name of it. You are listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that is doing this for your own good.
1: It's true. I'm Adam. I'm Matt. I'm David. And I'm Derek. Well, everyone seems to be getting vaccinated this week. That is true. Yeah. I just got mine uh, five hours ago. Oh wow! Oh, good. Okay. Excellent. How you feeling? I I, I feel fine. That's really uh, good. Yeah, none of my reactions seem real. Like I had a brief headache, and then a little bit of indigestion, and my shoulder hurt, but not the shoulder. I got the shot in. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nice. so nice. you're just like this is just what it's like to live in in uh david's, david's
1: body.
3: body yeah yeah
1: i i think it's just uh i think i think my body's just gaslighting me
3: it is, yeah 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 was this your first one or second one that's my first one. Oh, then you probably won't have any reaction at all like you might be slightly fatigued yeah. and then that's that's about it nice yeah so in the
2: future future people When you read about, when you're listening to this podcast in the far future, this was during the uh,
3: October, yeah,
2: (laughs) the tail end, (laughs) the tail end of the, uh, hopefully the tail end of the great pandemic
0: of Future World. Yeah, the great, the great 2019 pandemic. I guess 2020 would be the, yeah, I think that was when it was declared a pandemic, even though the disease was found in 2019.
3: Yeah. This is the death of future world. I know. Yeah. We're back to, like, present world. We have to get rid mm-hmm. of all the flying cars and, and and video sex and all the other good shit that mm-hmm. we've come up with <laughs> in the past 14 months. Sorry, guys. Video sex. You guys actually have to have physical sex with each other, and you have to drive on roads. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, That's... no more mailing one of the seashells to someone else. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's filthy. We,
3: we almost got to that point, though. Do you guys remember a year ago when it was like the great toilet paper shortage of 2020? Oh, like yes, people yes, yeah. People thought that a, a virus that affected your respiratory and maybe a little bit of your nervous system was going to somehow affect your asshole so much that there would be zero toilet paper available. So no, everybody just, just hoarded it. Yeah. Everybody was
2: going into quarantine. They were all self-isolating, so yeah. they yeah. needed to... Four days Have of a lot food of and
3: four months of toilet paper. Well,
0: because food delivers, you can get food delivered from just about any restaurant, but you can't get toilet paper delivered except for from Amazon and every other grocery store in the world. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or you could just get into the shower, bend over, and spread your cheeks and just wash it away. Or just buy it. Wow, who's got that kind just of Just buy
0: a bidet, like the rest of us from future world do.
2: Oh yeah, that's the other thing listeners. Adam's uh he's he's rich.
0: I'm, I'm, yeah, he's I'm, I'm new rich. Internet. Oh, cuz I have the new internet.
2: Yeah, he has fresh new internet. Yeah. I have friend I have
0: fresh new 5G internet hotspot this in my home. Is, this T-Mobile. is like when you get
2: the the good mo- the good fresh mozzarella.
3: T-Mobile, yes, the only mobile in the
0: to T. Give us money.
3: Comes with a free Pornhub subscription. <laughs>
0: Whatever happened to Boost Mobile? Is that not I don't know. still a is thing? It still around? Did it get bought by Mint? Good question.
3: Well, Boost was like their whole thing was like pay like pay as you go. Like they were actually owned, if I remember correctly, by one of the major telecom oh, corporations. Yeah. like Verizon or, or T Mobile or Sprint or somebody. That was yeah. a a smaller subset of that company. But the thing was, is instead of paying a monthly bill, you essentially were like. This is my burner phone for talking to my side piece, Uh, and I'm just going to pay as I go, and if I don't care, I'll snap it in half, and then my significant other... You're a paranoid motherfucker,
1: Derek.
2: (laughs) You have a burner for your side piece?
3: No, actually, I don't have a burner, but... That's what mm-hmm. people have told me. You used Boost Mobile for was burner phones. Jeez,
2: oh, Boost, Boost Mobile is still around. I, I like that. You, I like that you're thinking. Why would a human have a burner phone? Oh, if he was cheating on his wife.
0: <laughs> yeah, or you're an agent. Not, not for any or other just, possible illegal just... activity that's out there. Just if you're cheating on your wife. Yes.
3: Yeah. Or an agent.
2: If you're an agent or cheating on your agent like, oh I got this hot part
3: or you're a drug dealer
2: <laughs> there we go there's the there's, one shot.
0: yep yep oh boost mobile still around they they actually use uh, they use the t-mobile network so Ooh. t-mobile so they're probably owned by t-mobile the only way to boost your drugs and boost mobile sales yeah uh, T-Mobile. this seems this,
3: this so here's weird. the question. As marijuana becomes legalized around the United States and marijuana dealers um, begin mar- to dwindle in population. Marijuana will... is actually a
0: derogatory term that was used <laughs> to try to uh, convince people that cannabis is only smoked by uh, Mexicans. So mm-hmm. we would prefer to use the actual
3: PC term of cannabis. Thank you very much. Uh-oh, folks. I think we have a brand new internet failure from one mm-hmm. Adam. No! Trent. <laughs> I lost you. Dude. Adam, are you back? I'm back.
2: Yeah, we
0: lost you, Hey, man,
3: I, I think your internet's not as... You should get internet for so Bruce Mobile it. instead yeah. of T-Mobile. I'm turning off my... burner internet. I'm turning off my, my video. Oh, thank God.
0: It doesn't help that, uh, I think that Alex is actually trying to also stream with one of our friends that's retiring today from the JAG Corps, so.
3: Yeah, that'll, that'll fucking knock down a friggin' a signal right there. That'll tip yeah. a fucking whatever.
2: All right, let's jump back to where we were. You were, you were saying.
0: Uh, marijuana is a derogatory term used <laughs> to describe, uh, the good, good weed, and, um. Uh, the more PC term that you should be using, Derek, uh, 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 is uh, cannabis. Weed
1: weed is mm-hmm. also a derogatory term.
0: But... Oh, you're right. As is
1: pot. Oh, jeez. Oh,
3: <laughs> so no, actually, Adam, is that, a, is that a true fact? I know one of the main reasons to make marijuana or cannabis or fucking whatever you want to call it illegal mm-hmm. is it was, it was racially motivated. It no, no, yeah, essentially yeah. would say, hey, look at this group of individuals who are not the same color as you. They're a bunch of derogatory fucks, and so this is how they get intoxicated with marijuana or cocaine Mm -hmm. or fucking whatever, and that's how they pushed it through back in the early 1900s. Oh, my God. Everybody knows this. Yeah. I knew that. I didn't know that the term marijuana was something that was—
0: Do you want to know the real reason they're very slow to remove marijuana from illegal status— yeah, the, the reason why they're federally they don't want to legalize this because they still want to have it as a benchmark measurement for folks that are working within the federal government. And the reason why is oh, really? marijuana takes something like a month to fully get out of your system, whereas just about every other drug, it's a matter of days. So the idea is it's like the only you drug they can be really high. test for after an extended period of time. So they want to be able to continue to have it as an illegal substance so they can continue to do those tests.
2: So you should always take your drugs like Friday, right when you get off work. Exactly. So that if they get test, if you get tests on Monday, it's all flushed out.
0: Now, what I'm saying is if you work for the government, don't smoke pot, don't do cannabis, do heroin, ecstasy, LSD, cocaine, cocaine opium, all of that's good. If you're a
2: listener and you do happen to work for the federal government, I recommend LSD.
3: <laughs> of the options that you have. Uh either that or ayahuasca. Nice. Uh, David, cut what I'm about to say. By the way, why are we talking about baseball? Shall we get to uh get to Samurai David, Pizza Cats? Cut the ho- get cut the whole. Yeah, just cut the We're game.
0: gonna have to cut that whole merit
2: open.
3: Samurai Pizza Cats was actually it ran in Japan. Uh, 90 to 91 for 54 episodes and it Whoa,
2: 54 episodes wow yeah. Yeah, yeah it
3: actually didn't do so hot in Japan because it was it was fairly serious um, and then they sold it to was it Sabin entertainment yeah or yeah. essentially the the guys who brought over uh, power Rangers or whatever I never know if
2: it's Sabin or Saban.
3: yeah I, I have no idea either um, and when they brought it over to the United States they instead of translating it as best as they could they just created an entire essentially an entire new voice track slash storyline for it and tried to make it in kind of a a comedy uh action show uh similar to the animaniacs and so wait wait, i had heard that it was properly translated but they lost it so they decided to oh really
0: yeah wing it Oh wait, yeah, it's, it's yeah. From what I heard, it was either of such poor quality, really? or it was of, of like really poor quality. So they decided to just redo it. So
3: yeah, so it became actually. A, uh, it had a bunch of references to pop culture, which uh, you kind of see in this episode where they, they're 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 talking about like. Going shopping and spending and credit cards and everything else, which I found interesting in a cartoon that it brought that up, kind of like materialism and whatnot. But yeah, so when it was translated, the American version is actually the preferred version amongst most anime fans because of the really completely off the wall yeah. uh storytelling and voice acting and then there's this narrator the tongue that, in cheek breaks the fourth wall yeah mm-hmm. he's he's tongue in cheek and he breaks the fourth wall multiple occasions so i mean
2: all the characters do
0: yeah yeah
3: yeah true um this is episode 3 underground underwater undercooked it was aired in Japan on 15 February 1990 and then in the United States actually on September 11th 1996 oh um <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize that when this show was, was brought over, um, it didn't come to the United States till considerably later than when it was aired in Japan. Like, I watched the show and I was like, oh, this is probably in early 90s. Like, I kind of think I re- remember and recognize the Cats. Um, but 1996, by that point in time, was, was late middle school, early high school for me. So this was kind of, I don't remember this uh, s- too much. But in Canada, they got a... a Uh, a lot sooner than us, and it was aired in 1993 in Canada. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Uh, So David at one point goes, this might be the most Japanese thing I've ever seen, and I had not had a chance yet to watch the episode, and then I watched it right after lunch today. And as it went on, it got more and more and more the most Japanese thing I had ever seen. It started out, and I'm like, eh, this is whatever. Just kind of, I get it. It's like some ported over to English anime like, children's cartoon, but by the end of it, I was like, holy Japan, Batman, this is full-on absurdity.
2: Yeah. I mean, even, like, the characters and uh, the the very horny comic relief character feels like a very Japanese trope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate that character.
1: (laughs) And all the characters are also robots? Yeah. But they say
2: that they have fur. They're all robots. Every all robots. every creature in this whole city is a robot.
3: Yes, it's very Japanese or robots to eat and have fur. Yeah. So yeah, that was a question of mine is are, are they they are robots then, huh? I mean, the
2: the main girl has like missiles that come out of her head. And everyone has like joints
3: like at their joints. The big the yeah. big thing is that articulated fingers, multi-articulated yeah. fingers. Yeah, like, yeah. there was no continuity of, of flesh or, or whatever. The, yeah, they're all robots. The only time where,
0: where you actually seem to think that, that might be the case, where they might be flesh, is when, in the opening intro, when Polly Esther gets her tail stepped on. And she freaks out because her tail got stepped on.
2: Well, I mean, they have the behaviors and characteristics of living creatures. They just are all robots.
0: Could we also front a theory that maybe the pizza cats themselves are actually cats in mech suits? and everybody else Mm. is is an actual robot. Hence the reason why they're the ones that are actually making pizza all the time, because they're the only ones that need to eat.
3: Uh, I think so. The way I understood it is that the pizza cats are cats. I mean, and it's it's very clear that, well, let's get into it. (music) So it starts with the opening credits with uh, a quite awesome song. A very racist sound credit, though. Like, uh,
2: didn't didn't enjoy the opening uh, sting.
0: The, the opening <laughs> sting.
2: Uh, yeah, like the the initial sound.
0: The oh, initial, oh uh, sound that begins yeah, the episode. Yeah, like the da Like slowed yeah, down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but didn't love that. One of the interesting things is the um uh, the, the the person that sings the song is also the narrator for the show. And, yes, and all yes. the
2: songs, yeah, the, the theme song and, and like all the songs and the narration is definitely a huge ripoff of the B-52s.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah.
1: He, he definitely sounds a lot more like Fred Schneider. But yeah. Yeah. when he's the narrator, it's more of a uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle influence of
2: their narrator. Yeah, I think yes. you're right. Yeah, It's like um, overblown and breathless.
0: Yeah
3: kind of style a lot of
1: alliteration
3: right yep it's actually like it goes out of its way to use alliteration in the narration of of the episode like he says a couple things in there that are just like it's not even just like two words it's four or five Oh right no now. yeah yeah there's there's oh, a lot yeah. of
0: there's a lot of sing-songy rhyming to it as well um on that's on the a style games. i mean so it's hmm. yeah I, i'm actually i was a big fan of it as soon as i heard the um their narrator describing the events uh, later on of like what after everything happens and he goes into like the backstory of Big Bird mm-hmm. as I'm listening to oh, it. Yeah. I was just like, that's going to be one of the, this show had to be so much fucking fun to record. These guys must've just like saw them saw unless oh, yeah. they were going to come and record the show and be like, awesome. I could go in and just be silly and wacky for an hour.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. The, it definitely feels like they are trying very hard to have fun. And, like, fun not for kids. There's a lot of, like, there's a ton ton of jokes that are clearly for adults. Yep. Especially
3: all the pop culture stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is a show, unlike last week, that is able to put a a bunch of adult, and not, like, R or worse rated jokes, but a bunch of jokes that adults would get in a child's TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas last week on Captain Power, it was just, like, this is terrible. (laughs) Well, also just, like, a ton
2: of puns. Yeah. And like bizarre wordplay that they're clearly like doing f- kind of for their own amusement.
0: Yeah, I really, I really miss uh, that I didn't get to be there for Captain Power. Or I mean, just, just that one scene where the chick is like, What is love? That alone was oh, like, Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> it <laughs> and then immediately
3: goes to the guy hunched over, zooming across screen. Eep.
0: <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Like even
3: even in the opening credits, there's there's
0: quite a few like adult jokes in there. At some point in time, they say that um, I think it's ceviche, right? That he's
2: yeah, we're Speedy he, Ceviche is our team leader.
3: Yep, and then Guido and Holly are the two others on the team directly with him. We don't
0: and Guido anchovy. Anchovy, that's what's left of Yeah, they they say at some point in time that Guido anchovy has a love hangover, and I heard that I was like. Before I before I got into anything else in the, in the episode, I heard that and I was like, Whoa, this this is kind of adult. Why are they mentioning hangovers to kids? So and, and an interesting little piece of trivia right there is the uh, when they first sang it, um, the the voice actor that was singing it had a couple of drinks beforehand and he actually stuttered at that part. He says I think he says love twice. He says like love love hangover and they kept it and decided to use it for the rest of the uh,
3: for the for the intro all right so the episode opens with uh speedy and Guido going over to Lucille's tea house to go find her and it turns out that she's not there because she had gone shopping for the day
2: it seems to infer that they both have a date with her
0: yeah there's like gonna be a three a threesome date or a not a, a, yeah not not like a threesome threesome but like a, a throuple. it was gonna be like a throffle or something like
2: that yeah so either they're like in a they're in a yeah they're in a um a group sex kind of uh, situation or the more likely because they're racing there is that they are like constantly in competition for Lucille's attention and that's a big part of the humor
1: yeah well she clearly has a geisha haircut so mm. they're obviously racing to see to get there first and be the first customer oh mm. you think they just
3: they're going there for Intro. a happy ending. So after after that, the very next scene is it shows Lucille and she is actually uh, boarding the train to go into the the, the market district and, uh, and and go shopping for the day. And this is this is where it starts to bring up some of the first mentions of credit cards, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Um, and then this is where the narrator kind of breaks the fourth wall because as she gets onto the train, it alludes that there's a bunch of bad guys showing up, and then we see the the Ninja Crows, called the Gorgonzola Gang in this show, and he says something to the tune of like will the train man be able to determine that they're you know under you know under threat or whatever but then the second one he goes and the other question is why are you watching this silly show and i will answer them in order and i thought that was kind of neat yeah yeah
0: uh
2: yeah there was a lot the, the, definitely the narrator loves to break the fourth
0: wall yeah it, it was very meta. Yeah. Um, i actually wrote down in my notes so this was like very much ahead of its time um where it i really
2: out. enjoyed the design of the train yes
0: yeah. House trains. No, no, no. I, I was I wanted to get to that too. So it's a good segue. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's like multiple Japanese tea houses connected to each other.
0: Yeah. Uh
2: and each one kind of different and like overall the the set design or the effects design in this show is really good.
0: Yeah. I thought that, that was very cool too. And, and what was um what what jogged my memory with this was uh, there's a a level in Final Fantasy Seven. When you're not a level, but in the beginning part of Final Fantasy VII, when you're trying to get between the different slums, you have to go through the train yard, and eventually you want to fight fighting the ghost train. But the, one of the boss, one of the um, enemies that pops up a lot in the train yard is a house. And I wonder <laughs> if that influence, or if, wonder if that was influenced by this. Oh. Because Final Fantasy VII hmm. came
3: out in, uh, what was it, '97? About the. It was ninety-seven. Yeah. So is that that's not the first time you roll through the, the train yard, is it? Um, in in the original one, I think it's like
0: this. I think it is the first time you go through the train yard. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Because in the in the remake, you fight the uh yeah. the chariot. Not the remake. Mm-hmm. Screw the remake. I haven't played the remake. I'm my, second, my second question, I liked it.
2: now that we, now that we've seen Lucille, what is she?
3: Yeah. So Lucille looks like a a ram with those yeah, horns, she, which. Denotes that she's a male, but she's very, very clearly a geisha girl. Mm-hmm. So, what? Yeah, but she also is a robot. I think yeah. it's very clear Lucille's a robot.
2: Well, all of the characters are robots. Yeah, everybody's robot, By the possible yeah. exception of the Pizza Cats.
0: I think the Pizza Cats are still robots. I was just sort of screwing around. But we can come up with a theory I, to try to make it work. That might be
3: part of what you I think they're think. more cyborg- than robot, like because some of these characters are definitely robot. Like even their faces are segmented, and it oh, looks right. like they have yeah. like external jaws and everything. Whereas the pizza cats, they have feline faces that look, you know, as natural as a as a pizza cat samurai could look. They look, yeah, yeah they look more like cartoon
2: cartoon cats that are wearing par- power armor. Yeah, like, and yeah. the
1: male pizza cats have whiskers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. Did you?
2: Do you think? Wait, do you think that robots can't have whiskers?
0: Yes, like like the the female didn't have uh, uh, facial facial hair, hair basically.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, the female is basically like an anime girl, but she has cat ears.
3: Where's our resident anime expert for this episode? Yeah, I, I kind of wish is... Mike was here for this one. She's a redhead. She is
0: a redhead. Yep, her yeah.
3: helmet is red. Yep.
2: Anyway.
0: Yeah, it's kind of tough trying to figure out what Lucille is, because she is supposed to be like a... It looks like she's supposed to be a ram, but there are plenty of uh, uh, ungulates out there that the female have horns. <laughs> have they're plenty horns. Of different, they're probably different cows or different bovine. Um,
1: they're usually not that developed, though. I mean, those Usually are like not. Full, yeah. Those are ram horns.
0: horns. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure they put them there to try to make her look a little bit more like Princess Leia, so... Like the, yeah, like definitely. The it looks like that. Yeah. So, do you think Lucille
2: is, you know, biologically a male? If she's like a... Or her
0: birth gender. So, I think that you might be right. I think that she might be kitbashed from a male model. <laughs> All right. But they wanted to make it original. Am I using that term right? bashed. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it
2: sounds good to me. All right. <laughs> That's how you make your... um. Your Warcraft 40K models.
3: All right, so Lucille is is on the train, and then the crows, the ninja crows, otherwise known as the Gorgonzilla gang, they attack the train, they take over the train, and then they drive the train on a secondary track through a false wall, which I'll get to in a second, into an unused tunnel. Uh, The false wall is the first time I've ever seen two pieces of cloth with the wall design painted on it hung in front of a tunnel.
2: This is the beginning of how Japanese this is. Well, it started pretty Japanese. Yeah. So it's yeah, I think so.
3: yeah. Then we cut back to the Pizza Cats where Polly is talking about, hey, did you, she has a, a paper up, which I'm assuming is the next day because it's a paper. No, no, no. Because um, the narrator
0: does specifically say meanwhile. So it's like it's happening at the exact same time.
3: So Polly is, is looking at a paper mm-hmm. that evidently gets real time fucking reporting mm-hmm. and it, it says that there's a missing subway. A missing train, and that's about the point in time that our heroes put two and two together and say, "Hey, Lucille was traveling to the market district or downtown to go shopping. Maybe she was on that train." Well, uh, at this point,
2: just before that, uh anchovy Guido Anchovy Guido Achovy, yeah. says, "Yeah, that she's missing." Which I don't know how he got more information between the time that we saw him
3: last, but evident in these yeah. these real time newspapers they have in the uh, in the Samurai Cat universe.
0: Yeah, I, I think what wound up happening is uh, Guido Anchovy actually just hung around Lucio's house waiting for her to come home because um, he's a creepy stalker. And when she, Hey, he's a fucking date rapist. When, when she when she never showed up, he like freaked out and came running back home and was telling uh, Ceviche Spe- Speedy Ceviche Speedy and, Speedy Ceviche uh... uh, that she went missing. But Speedy Ceviche is like, "What are you talking about? What's missing? The train." Because he wasn't there all night. He wasn't creeping
2: out. They they quickly put two and two together and instantaneously find themselves jumping into the subway. Yep.
1: Okay, hold on. Is this when
3: they say they need to make the show more funny?
0: Yes. This is, like, is, this yes, is when they say that. Yes,
3: yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, because uh, that's when Polly laughs at him. Like, yeah. something the, about... At, something at, at the word funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: which I also thought was a very Japanese thing, too, where she's just like, ha-ha!
0: Yeah. This
1: is continuing our <laughs> tradition of idiots laughing at nothing. At nothing yeah. Which, on retrospect, should have been the title of uh, of this
0: podcast. Yeah, it really should have been. Yeah, uh, I mean,
1: we
3: don't laugh that much. It's something we had to learn. <laughs> <laughs> we can but, still change it. But the, um, we can be very serious about this.
0: But but they were a little bit more self so referential there too because they said we need to make the show more funny, otherwise we're going to be canceled. So I think that it's important for them to kind of – or it's important to point out that they're, like, even more self-referential than just, oh, we need to make this script more funny. They gave a reason why. No,
2: the char- the characters are aware that they live in a cartoon.
1: Yeah.
3: The, the show yes. is being made at us.
0: Yes, yes.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So anyways, our heroes then descend into the into the into subway, uh, the subway tunnels, and they go looking for the lost train. Yep. They do not find it because they miss the Y in the tracks going into the false tunnel or the false wall into into the, the extra tunnel or whatever. And that's – and at one point the narrator says something to the tune of like the heroes don't know how close they are. Mm-hmm. And that cuts to the, the passengers on the train who have now been all disembarked and the, the ninja crows are talking to them and telling them that essentially they're going to have to dig. Yeah, and this is the point where I thought the show got super Japanese. I didn't think of it when they went through that false wall <laughs> Being <forced> because to <laughs> dig underground <laughs> is Japanese. Oh deal. God, <laughs> Derek! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Derek. It, it,
2: there's you're... literally nothing I
3: can say that won't be construed as racist to that. <laughs> no, it was the point where like the ninja crows are talking to these prisoners, and they're like, "We're gonna dig." And he's like, but before we start, let me get my robots ready, because he has an army of robots that have shovels for hands, and another one is that bird when Homer becomes like 600 pounds, yeah, and he's working at the nuclear plant, and he just has the bird being like, to yes. presses the button for like him. a yes. pickaxe for a head. Yeah, but a pickaxe for a head, and I was like, that's Japanese as fuck. The robot designs are really cool, but
2: my question is, why do they need the people? They seem to have this pretty much in hand.
3: The only thing I can think that they need the people for is their what they intended to find in the vault. They needed bodies to remove it.
0: Well, yeah, mm. yeah. And it did seem that they were like You don't think the
2: shovel hand robots could do it?
0: Well it looked like the shovel hand robots were like removing the debris directly from behind the pickaxe birds, but then the debris further back in the in the train, the the people were clearing away. I think the people were an accident. I think they actually grabbed the train car so they could load up the train car with all the gold mm. they were going to be getting out of mm. the vault. And it just happened that there yeah. were people there. So they were like, all right, we're just going to put them to work and have them do something. And so there was time up and leave them in the corner.
2: I mean, they should have just shot them all from the beginning. Yeah, they should have. That makes sense.
3: Well, in, in, in... that's a very German solution to the problem. <laughs>
2: well, that's my background. <laughs> <laughs> this, this whole thing. When the Japanese and the Germans team up, great
0: things happen. The the thing that I had a question about right now though was we we have determined that all of these creatures are robots. And then I would say most of them are robots. The Gorgonzola gang is saying that he has robots, so they're referring to yes. the working robots as robots, but everybody else are not referring to as robots.
3: I think they're cyborgs. I think everybody... It's like he's saying, I've
0: got people. I've got people to do
2: this. I mean, you are also robots, but I also have these robots that dig.
0: So he's like, let me get my people ready to get them digging while you people stand over here. Okay. Okay, I can see that.
3: So, Adam, to your point there, I think... I believe 100% what you said on this, and I, I thought it when he, I was watching the show. I was like, why are these Why are these prisoners digging in addition to the robots? I think they meant to just jack a train to get the gold, which yeah. we find out very shortly, uh, which is what the, the Ninja Crows slash Gorgonzola gang was after. I think they were getting the train just to load it and get it out of there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that the people were necessarily a part of the plan. Uh, that was just merely the plot device to get the Samurai Pizza Cats involved slash... Lucille, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: At any rate, we cut to a scene where we're, we're meeting for the first time the Big Cheese.
3: Yes, and this is where I got confused, and we talked about it earlier. I thought that the Big Cheese found the map in a library book and told Bad Bird and the Gorgonzola gang to go hit the vault because and the line in here that I really appreciated was I can pay off all my debts... Mm-hmm. and then be able to ref- afford retail again. Yeah, yeah he can yeah. shop retail again. <laughs> yeah. And that brought me way back to the early 90s where, like, you had the inserts in the paper. Yeah. And, like, you know, you had, like, I did, as a kid growing up in Rhode Island, we had these now-defunct stores, Zales and Caldor and uh, Filene's Basement, and, like, you'd have the, the, you know, the the ads in the paper every Sunday, and you'd look at them, and that's how you found out what was on sale. So back in the day, if you wanted the hot pair of Nikes or whatever, you didn't just go out and buy them. You looked at those every week, and you're like, "Yeah, shit, yeah." The <laughs> the Air Jordans or the the TV I want or the VCR is no longer two thousand dollars. It's you know whatever. Now VCR is used for target practice, but back <laughs> back in the day, shit was expensive. Well, and this this was this was one of those like really adult jokes too. That like would have gone over the head of uh, some of the kids. Oh, yeah. Because it's talking about like layaway and stuff. Yeah. He, <laughs> he making it
0: even more adult is the fact that the Big Cheese is doing a impression of Paul Lind. Oh, yeah. The, the famous. That's immediately what I thought. The stand up comedian from Hollywood Squares back in like the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Well, actually, no, I think it was late 70s, early 80s.
2: Well, he had a long career before that, but that's yeah. probably what
3: he's best known for. Yeah. For us. Yeah. That actually even went over my head.
0: Yeah, it's. um he's he's referred to in a lot of different pop culture uh and this is just being one of them but as kids like i would have i i would have had no idea who he was or what he was from well
2: i mean i don't think we would have known the b52s either no, that's true that's true yeah uh
3: really? i i, I would have known that as a child because my parents really liked the b52s sure. like, that one i would have gotten but paul lind that one flew way over my head and i'm yeah. 30 almost 38 years old we introduced to the Big
2: Cheese, and we learn that they learned about this heist in from a library book.
0: And the library yes. book is just titled Edo with a bunch of kanji. So we don't actually know what the title is, <laughs> which is another way for us to determine that all of the writing that is in the actual animation is the original writing. Like nobody went through and fixed that.
2: Um. Yeah. Again, this is the most Japanese thing ever. Yeah. And uh, it, the Japanese, the binding on the book is uh, is uh, Japanese style binding with um, threads on the outside of the paper, which is actually a really beautiful way to bind books. If you've ever done it,
0: I, I've never bound a book before, but
2: uh, oh, okay.
0: I'd be down for using the external threads. I think it, I think it adds a certain aesthetic. That's that's pretty nice. We'll come over. We'll do we'll do a caterpillar stitch. Caterpillar stitch is. A, is this the start of some horror movie that I've never watched? Yeah. You're going to get your ass sewn to a book. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll actually help me with the week I've been having.
2: It's, I guess it would be like having permanent toilet paper.
0: Mm. <laughs> it wipes as you poop. David, are you going to save us from this? or uh... <laughs> are, are, are you going to help us bail out on this?
2: Save us for ourselves, David.
0: All right, so I think we cut back to the, the Gorgonzola gang. To
3: be. To yeah, so we the cut line. back to to the dig, yeah. and one of the things that occurs is there is an older gentleman who is, I guess he's a tanuki, right? Isn't that what that, a red panda? Uh,
2: yeah, like a, oh, uh, no. a raccoon. Yeah. Red raccoon. We,
3: yeah, he's he's whatever the, the little, uh, the thing you can get in uh, Super Mario 3, where you get the little tail. And mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't it a tanuki?
2: Yeah, it's a magical so. red raccoon. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so anyways, he's he's weak and he, he falls down and, and uh, Lucille runs over to him and, and the the murderous crows, the Gorgonzola gang is like, you know, you're weak or whatever. He's like, my flesh is not as firm. And Lucille's like, I found you a worm.
0: He, he said, he said my, my body's, I lost my firm body. And she's like, oh, let me help yeah. you. And then she found the worm. She's like, oh, I found this for you. And the important part is the worm that she picks up is a robot work?
2: Yes. All animals yes. are robots yeah. in this world. Oh, I mean, all all living things are robots.
3: Yeah. Which then brings us to the, the, one of the big questions I had with, with what the fuck is going on in this. So the leader, Bad Bird, comes over to Lucille and starts yelling at her and putting her down and he's got a whip. And as he emotionally berates her, she breaks down and starts to cry.
2: Wait, wait. Before we get here, I just wanted to point out real quick this is an example of, like, one of the things I didn't like about this show was that everyone is incompetent
0: yeah, until every
2: single person. the end of the episode. Every single creature is incompetent.
3: It is in stark contrast to one of the good things... From Captain Power, where it seems like the team was actually competent at what they did.
2: Yeah, they actually had their shit together.
3: Yeah, they were like, okay, time to execute, and boom, they moved out. So as Lucille begins to cry, the next thing you know, there is a multiple launch, like a multiple missile launcher thing on her fucking head that opens up, and as she cries, missiles come out.
2: Yeah, she has a launch bay in her in her hair.
3: Yeah, she's got she's got vertical launch cells in her head, and missiles come out of them. Right, well she's a robot. Right, and that was the whole like that's what got me thinking like what what is Lucille? Why does she have missiles in her head? Why do they come out? Um and so anyways, so she's got I can actually look at it right now. She has looks like 16 missiles <laughs> in her head and uh the, and we the important thing is and, and they, they reload. regenerate,
0: yeah. 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 Yeah, they
3: reload. She launches these missiles multiple times throughout the episode.
2: Yeah. Well it's no wonder like Lucille's entire head must be just filled with missiles. She also launches missiles off of her um she launches like missiles her elbows. off her like
0: arms. Yeah, it's like off her elbows yeah. or off her shoulders. Yeah.
3: Tw- twelve missiles. So her head is missiles and eyeballs. Because her eyeballs are fucking huge.
2: <laughs> and everyone the reaction of pretty much everyone of this is, is our reaction, which is like what the fuck is going on?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh but also fear. Yeah.
3: Yeah, like, why are there missiles coming out of your head? Well, anyways, yeah, so she, they she, seem she, she, as
2: surprised. Like, this is a non-standard behavior,
0: even yeah, for robots in this world. Or a non-standard design for robots in this world, too. But we also know that she was kit-bashed from bashed from a different set of yeah, robots, she's a, so she's probably from a Yeah, like she's a, a one-off. Mech, like, a, like a military mech. She's a kit-bash of that. So, Matt, I'm just watching you eat, Matt. It's mesmerizing. <laughs> it's
3: It's delicious. It, I didn't understand it. It goes It goes to a scene of a, a, a small, child, gender-neutral rabbit robot that's trying to build the palace, and it gets knocked down, and then it goes right back to the tunnel.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think, think that, that's like the princess. Yeah, that, that had to be like a character that it was already known about before
3: now. Okay, yeah, because it just, it just pops up, the castle falls down, this rabbit child is upset about it, like sort of, not like super upset, and then it goes boom right back to the tunnel.
2: Well, they use it as a visual joke to show, like, the palace collapsing, but it's just a toy. Yeah,
3: we zoom out to see it's, it's just, like, a,
1: it's a model. It's a child's model. Yeah. Know? Yeah.
2: Um, but also, like, this definitely another Japanese thing. It ties in very strongly with, like, fear of earthquakes and mm-hmm. movement underground destroying buildings. Yeah. I didn't even think that. That's a good point. Hey, man, I know what the Japanese are afraid of.
3: Uh, last time I was in Japan, I slept through a what is it a, a Richter scale five?
2: Wow, that's that's that's, that's a funny. lot of Andy Richters. Yeah.
3: yeah, there was a ton of Andy Richters running around the streets <laughs> of Yakuza, Japan. Yeah. I slept through all of them.
2: Just being like shake, sort of funny, but also like sort of boring, more
3: or less annoying.
1: <laughs> eh, he's it's
2: all right. I like
3: uh, go go back to the tunnels. Lucille is is giving a. Like, a speech and missiles. Right. Again. Um, And this
2: wreaks havoc on the operations of uh, the Gargazolo gang, and the missiles shoot out into the wider subway.
3: Yep.
0: Which, find our heroes. It signals to the heroes where Lucille is because they were able to identify her missiles. Not not that like, Oops. oh, they're missile shooting by. Lucille must be here. It was specifically, Oh, that's one of Lucille's missiles. Are you sure that's and her it chases missile? them
3: down the tracks too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not like they look over and they see this missile just trucking by and going, Oh shit. No, it's chasing them down the tracks and they're like, Oh, it's Lucille's missiles. So yes. it essentially yeah. verifies to them that Lucille is somewhere in in the like in the subterranean environment yeah they've seen they're gonna go before. save her right oh yeah, somebody's seen them, which one of them do you think made her cry?
1: Oh, I just thought they they came out anytime she reached an emotional climax oh,
2: <laughs> <okay>. oh <right. laughs> these are her orga- <laughs> this is these are my orgasm missiles, so it was
0: yeah. uh, uh Guido antroy, yeah, oh you think God, so? God, that'd oh, be yeah. a
3: disaster every time she got off like, missiles game. went everywhere. Yeah. your your apartment would be destroyed, hmm. Do you think if she ever
2: had to fake an orgasm, she could shoot them off just for herself? Or does it have to be a real one? No.
1: Nope. Nope. You think those are like dud missiles? Nope. Yeah, yeah.
3: She's faking <laughs> away, and you're just like, where where are the missiles? Hey, hey, why yeah. didn't that missile explode? <laughs> uh, I'm really <laughs> tired. I should go to bed.
2: You barely <laughs> napalmed the neighborhood this time, honey.
3: <laughs> yeah. you, You got to work on your game. Next scene, yeah, they realize it's her. They get blasted out of a manhole. Yeah, they get blasted. They then go back to Pizza Cat HQ, and they realize they need to go save Lucille and anybody else who's on that train.
2: Well, they mentioned that like, they mentioned that they eat dinner. Yeah, they they do. And change. Yes, yes.
3: But they don't change. They jump in some ovens, and then they slide down some slides, and they sit in some chairs. And their body armor gets exchanged for almost identical body armor. Yeah. And once it's exchanged for the almost identical body armor, then they're the samurai pizza cats, and they get launched out of one of multiple large gun apparatus that are on the pizza shop, that evidently exist for the sole purpose of launching these cats all over <laughs> Little Tokyo. Yeah, and, yes. and it and, and it's like it's most it to looks shoot awesome. Up.
0: Yeah, it, it looks awesome, and it looks like it's supposed to shoot them like long distance. And I think they just sort of like go out and immediately dive into the ground, don't they?
2: Right, they just jump into this into the sewer. Um, it looks awesome. The the like the design of all the different mechanics is really cool. And this is also like clearly like this is the pre-canned animation that they use every episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and this is this is reminiscent of like uh, uh, Voltron or like any of those yeah, other yeah. Uh, Power Rangers. Yeah, Yeah. But but I actually think it's genius the fact that they basically swap out their armor for the same armor.
3: I had to go back and watch that. Like, I got through that sequence and I went, wait, didn't they just take that piece off and put that piece on? So the shoulder pauldron went from being slightly curved up to round. Yeah. The shoes went from being identical to identical with a yellow circle on it or yellow diamond. And then the wrist guards went from being slightly form fitting to more boldest Mega Man. Yeah. And that they, was it. That they was have the a wardrobe
2: machine that gives them a change of wardrobe. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: But the, the thing the only thing that really changes on them is their the they before this they all had like a little flap in front of their their waist that basically was reminiscent of a, a cook's apron. So essentially this whole big machine is just designed to take their apron off.
2: That's pretty Well they also acquire their weapons. They get their um They're different signature weapons that are like solid light holograms that come in and become real for them during a magical transformation.
3: Yeah.
0: But they get shot straight up in the air, and then they do an immediate nosedive into the sewer. And a kid points it out and says, they just flew into the sewer. And the kid's mother or grandmother says, well, a lot of people have to take second jobs to pay their rent.
3: Yes. And I Mm -hmm. I
0: saw that, and I thought, you know, if I saw in my building there's a pizza a pizza joint. If I saw the main cook from the pizza joint crawl into the sewer, and my first thought was, everybody has to take up a second job in order to pay rent. My second thought would be, I'm never eating this pizza again.
2: You were think you'd think you were in the movie Delicatessen.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> is is the pizza joint in your building, Adam, the same one that's connected to the uh the cheesesteak joint over there no. down in Pioneer Square? No, it's not. No 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 no. Um
0: you're thinking you're thinking of Italian family
3: and
2: uh, <laughs> and Zats. Yeah. Italian we, we got some real in, inside Seattle baseball. Italian family yeah. moved, no, moved I mean, from
0: the downtown corridor up towards uh Capitol Hill. It's actually right across the street from Swedish medical lab.
3: So since, since we, got, <laughs> we got snapped back on the track here, so we go back down into the sewers and we find that our villains have uncovered some sort of door. And it becomes apparent to us this is what they were digging for. They then go to open the door and when they open the door, they find the, the weirdest fucking fish. goldfish I've yeah. ever seen in my life. This is one. It's, it's a like, beautiful
2: goldfish with big, fat DSLs. This is a
1: sexy, sexy goldfish. I kept waiting for the wily E. Coyote moment where they realized that they were looking at a wall of water, and it just, like, rushed in and flooded mm. the, the tunnel.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, interesting. I, yeah. No, because when they pull back, they show that it's in, like, a giant... uh it's, it's very quick but they show it's in a it's in a giant bowl yeah fish bowl yeah.
3: so then it goes into the flashback and I have this playing in the background yeah. and i I do realize that yeah it, it goes to show that bad bird breaks into the library steals the book uh it was like a, and there's a cigar burn. reading yeah there's there's an ink blot on one of the words in the book and it says something 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 vault something 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 gold. blotted out gold. Uh, and then they're going and telling the story about how he didn't realize that the blotted out word was goldfish. Um, but Adam, well, there's a very a... complicated
2: backstory at this point about yeah. the history of, of a previous king.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it was the, uh, the, the the history of Little Tokyo and one of the shogun.
3: So I'd like everybody to fast forward in the episode to eleven thirty six, please. Mm -hmm. because Adam specifically talked about how this is quintessentially Japanese, but there's no random nudity. (laughs) And when you get to 1136 and you see the very penis-shaped face of the Tokugawa. (laughs) (laughs) Like its chin is the head of a dick. (laughs) (laughs) There, folks, is your nudity in the episode. He has a dick face. He has a dick chin. That's not a dick chin, Adam. They drew literally a dick on his head.: <laughs>
2: uh, Somehow he like loves fish, and he forbids his, uh, the people from fishing for fish, and that drives everyone crazy, and uh, they have to give up all of their pets. Yes.
3: Yeah, like 100 percent of all fish need to be turned to the, the waters, um, and he is allowed to keep this, this vault of fish. Only he can eat. Uh, and that's, that's what this secret vault held. Is, are we to assume that the pretty-looking goldfish is the fucked-up, big-lips goldfish that they found? Yeah. He's pretty. The pretty-looking goldfish turns into that
0: dead, sexy goldfish that they find <laughs> where they open
3: up the, mm-hmm. uh,
0: open up the vault.
3: The I-need-some-benadryl goldfish? And this
0: is when um, uh, it occurred to me that there are no robot fish. So... So of all the animals, we do, we do have, oh, yeah, we do have reptiles, we do have mammals, we have birds, we have all these different types of animals. We even have robot worms, but there are no robot fish. All the fish are fish.
1: Right. Uh, that
2: makes sense, because robots can only live on land.
1: Wait, so the, do the fish eat robot worms?
0: Yeah, they must.
3: <laughs> That's a good question.
0: Well, and also, these fish have been locked away in the vault for so long how is it that uh, they've survived as the vault actually had some sort of like independent biome going on inside of their, their different aquariums or.
2: Um, I mean, clearly the, there's like a whole dedicated staff of people, a generations of people who've lived down there feeding the goldfish. Gotcha.
0: Feeding the goldfish and cleaning the goldfish. Okay.
3: Yeah. Just, they just shaken the flakes. Yeah. And they're talking about like this ancient shogunate too. So like how long has this fish been in that tank?
0: Well, long enough for its entire life. One of the vault doors has been sealed off by, by like, rubble. So, Yeah.
2: Yeah, but there's clearly, like, there's, like, a stairway in there that goes up into the inside of the castle.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm sure they have an elevator.
0: Yeah, but when they built the castle, obviously they had to have some reason to have that vault door. So that vault door was, like, used for part of the construction and then backfilled, covered up. Nobody knew it was there. Actually, to dig through hard earth and stone to get to it, so yeah, long enough for just like, like
2: all you know, castle construction. Mm-hmm. It's good to build an exterior door that's underground and f- <laughs> is a clear exit from the entire building. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, that is like right off of a subway tunnel in case you need to have like a train stopping real quick. So.
2: Well, the subway wasn't there when they built the
0: castle. How do you know? Oh, good point. How old is Little Tokyo?
3: So. The uh the Pizza Cats show up right after they open the vault and they essentially reveal themselves to the Gorgonzola gang. And uh and at this point in time essentially the the conflict begins, but the Gorgonzola Gang decides that they're going to kind of crap on Lucille again, which then kicks off another round of missiles from her head.
0: Right. <laughs> but You think they would have learned?
3: At this point in time, we also This is what, the third third barrage of missiles, too.
0: Yeah. Kicking this whole thing off, the, the Pizza Cats reveal themselves by telling Bad Bird, "We're going to pluck your feathers for our pillows," which is another reference to something that's not robotic, like if they actually have feathers. <laughs> how white? Or yeah. or is it that like they're going to be robot feathers? So there's actually going to be like these metal yeah. metal slivers inside of a pillow, and that's going to be comfortable for the Pizza Cats. Well, because they're robots. Okay. I can buy it. Yeah, I can dig it.
3: <laughs> so, anyways, <Unintended>. uh, missiles. <laughs> missiles rock everybody's shit. Knock over the princess prince. The princess, little little Tokyo. It, she's a girl. A yeah. yeah. Okay, princess, princess. And uh, Bad Bird instructs his robots, his essentially Mega Man villains, to uh, to start digging them a tunnel out. And yeah. if you notice on the animation, they have guys digging forwards and backwards. Essentially in the direction that they're traveling, but in addition to that, they're also digging behind them to seal up the tunnel. Yeah. Whoa. I thought was interesting.
0: Yep.
1: Didn't even notice that. Well, it's conservation of mass. You can't just displace all that
2: earth. It has to go somewhere.
0: Yeah, so they're just moving up behind them, basically.
1: Well, um,
2: it's a cartoon, so I doubt it's (laughs) conservation of mass, but... It's a good theory, David. Well, the, the funny thing is, yeah, is
0: later on Lucy also references, "Oh, Big Bird or Bad Bird um, sealed up the tunnel behind them," so it, it was intentional. Yeah,
2: yes. and there's also that point
1: where uh, Ceviche referenced quantum mechanics, <laughs> and he's talking. About, <laughs> it also really highlights how they absolutely did not need the train passengers to dig. Yeah, just digging robots are like way
2: better. Right. No, oh, they're
3: yeah. amazing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They essentially allowed you to travel underground.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're like the old school, what was it, in uh, Ninja Turtles, where they had the big auger on the front of the thing with the tank treads that would just, the mole. Yeah.
0: Just... There you go. More yeah. like uh, Little Bud or Skuss Bucket or Scuzz, whatever his name was, from uh, Brave Star.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyways, the Pizza Cats get themselves out of the rubble. They see Lucille and the other train passengers realize that they are essentially locked Trapped, in, yeah. They, yep. And they have a bell, like a, a cat or a kitten's bell around their neck that they ring, which then brings up some sort of video conferencing screen, and they talk to essentially the front desk girl at the Pizza Cats pizza joint. Yeah, it's yeah. not really clear. Hostess, I think these
2: are two characters. Yeah. We,
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and so anyways, so then she turns to Orange Pizza Cat, whatever his name is, and she's like, you got to go save him. And he, he, so he, he looks d- like
0: he's like a sushi chef or something. Yeah,
3: these, these are like the second string silver hawks. Yeah. yeah. yeah right,
0: exactly. Yeah.
3: Jumps into another oven, gets shot out of another gun apparatus, uh, essentially lands right outside the main castle in Tokyo, well, if you've he, been to Tokyo. He lands it's in the, the- moat. Well, yeah. right, no, I mean, he, he, he goes past, essentially, the Tokugawa Castle from, like, the old school where the Emperor of Japan currently lives, and he lands in the moat, and he's got drills on his shoulder and, like, 12-inch radial saws on his wrists, and he drives into the ground, and he, he digs a big hole, water comes in. Yes, he's digging he so fast,
2: to... the, the water is rushing behind him, and he's unaware of it for some reason.
3: Yep. So it opens it up and then all of a sudden heroes and villains meet up with each other and commence the combat. Mm-hmm. Out well, of nowhere. Well, I think multiple ninja crows. The the the
0: ninja crows have to like they first wind up popping up because they they dig uh, their way back to where they started. And they, they get yeah. they get drenched in the process, like water comes shooting through from, from where it came in. Yep. And um Uh, Bad Bird says um, well there goes my wax job and I was wondering if for these robots if a wax job was like a handy
2: you've got a dirty mind it's like putting on lotion
0: yeah that's what I'm saying
2: yeah (laughs) there's other reasons to put on lotion Jesus you must be so calloused (laughs) Uh, but you're right combat commences and we get a couple of different fight scenes yeah uh, yes. where each of the Pizza Cats fights a group of the Gorgonzola band uh, gang.
0: Speedy Ceviche. Uh, they do a power-up scene with him at the end of it, where he pulls out his Ginsu sword, which is the sharpest sword around. And I wrote down this is like, one of the most 90 things that, I, that they were talking about. Well out Ginsu sword, which can cut through anything, even Barbara Bush's hairdo. I totally missed that, but yeah. go on. And this is one of those things where I heard it. I was like, "This is gonna." Does it This say would go that? like way over my head. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And, and if if you guys recall, the Ginsu knives were like all the rage back in the day because they could cut through like oh yeah, tin cans
3: and pennies and, and yeah, it, they'd cut a they'd cut across a penny yeah. in Whoa. the commercial and, <gasps>
0: and then they Whoa. and then they would go and cut a tomato just as easily as it did before you cut the penny.
2: Those commercials must have been so expensive to make. Imagine how many pennies they had. To cut
3: nice so one one part of this fight that actually confused me and because I wasn't I wasn't essentially aware of it is that Polly throws like heart shurikens. Yeah.
2: I guess like, yes. Or
3: like yeah, or like, like she, all of a sudden I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like why are these why are these hearts well, like, flying across the screen.
0: Her, her weapon of choice is the flute and it's because it 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 creates love and love is more powerful than uh, than hate or anything else in the world or something like that is what she says. So I, I thought it was one of those <laughs> weird things where, like, she played the flute. The hearts were made physical manifestation from the sound, and they shot off and attacked people.
3: Oh, do you think it's more of, like, a charm spell?
0: Uh, I, I think that the hearts would still slice, slice you up. I think the hearts would still fuck you up if you got hit by them.
2: But, um, I mean, nothing hurts yeah, more than love, guys. That's true. That is true.
0: So, but, but the crows fight back by, like, just shooting shuriken out of there. Like, plain old shuriken out of there arms i was hoping for like some sort of crow themed shuriken
3: no just ninja stars they're not batman well they could have been like feathers or something like that like archangel so speedy ceviche is essentially he's got the digging robots and then the homer simpson work bot are essentially staring him down and he realizes that his regular sword cannot dent their armor nor cut them and so what I thought was actually kind of clever in the design is the end of his scabbard, you see like kind of a metal sheathing that goes around mm-hmm. it. When he hits a button, two uh two prongs pop out to create a hilt on the side of it, and then he draws the sword down out of his sheath. So his sheath has uh Two swords different in directions. It. Yeah, swords. And then so then he now has a two katana setup. He does some sweet fucking ninja Japanese moves, like up on um, one foot, up samurai, together, and then boom, and samurai then pink. Moves, not ninja moves. Like he's a samurai. Oh yeah, I guess they are he's samurai. A, like, mm-hmm. like... I feel like a samurai <laughs> wouldn't be as as flagrant though. Anyways, he sends out the 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 cutting ray. Yes. Fucking that... fucks everything up. The samurai ninja cats they win. The pizza cats. Everything's awesome. They save everybody. They go to a bridge. Evidently, the entire town knew this was going on because they throw him a hero's parade, which was completely unexpected. And Fit. and it was very and strange. That's essentially the episode leading up
0: to like that that indie bit was very strange because the narrator said, and Lucille made some new friends. Apropos of nothing, and she looks back at the camera and says, "Your place or mine?" To no one. Yes. And then it cuts to the pizza cats walking around.
2: And she's she's gonna. Do you think she's gonna fuck everybody on that train?
0: Maybe, maybe, or or maybe yeah. she was actually just trying to like seduce the viewer.
2: She's a robot, I don't know. Or is it the old man? Well, it's the only character she had any interaction with,
0: probably the old man. Is this is a Japanese anime, yeah. But also, we, we did determine that she's a geisha, so maybe she's like saying, Hey, do you want to hire me to serve you tea, Hump. provide you entertainment? That's Rest right. in peace, humpty So...
2: Um, throughout this whole scene, uh, we get to see a lot of what they drew, what the the best drawn item in this entire show, which is explosions and smoke, mm. which they draw really, really well.
3: I actually thought a lot of things were drawn. No, it's a beautiful, it is a beautiful cartoon. Anime. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, that, I really liked it. I really enjoyed the anime. So... In this episode, are we going to address the preview for next episode? Because we're not technically reviewing that. No, it's or fine. We... we
2: we could talk about it. I mean, they have an extensive preview for the next episode at the end of this episode. Yeah, it's like four minutes long. Yeah, to the point where it seems to have given up the entire plot. Yeah, yeah. Of next episode,
3: we'll just we'll essentially gloss over that. And I guess this is how all these episodes went: is the fact that they they said on the next episode, and they did it in a, in kind of the the old school narrator of like yeah will the pizza cats succeed or will the pizza cats fail yeah. to big cheese in his latest plot like i thought that was kind of neat and then they went into the pizza cats creed mm-hmm. at the very end of it which i thought was very very interesting
2: <laughs> it's um yeah it's something i didn't i didn't, they have I, a they have a motto that they recite
0: i didn't catch it what was the motto can can you perform it for us matt no, I can't.
2: <laughs> Cause I didn't write it down. Derek, what do you got?
0: Give it give it your all. Give uh, it a good performance. I wanna feel, I want to feel the pizza
3: cat. Oof. Hold on, I I got it here queued up. I'll read it. But it was just it 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 was a filler, which is what kind of stuck to me. So in Japan. Yeah, it's another
2: canned canned animation.
3: Does Japan have more commercials in the United States like that's like because the pizza cats ran for about 18 minutes and then there was like three minutes of there's three minutes of previews and then it was ladies and gentlemen like the pizza cat oath I think it's just a way to kill time yeah the uh, the next episode preview is pretty common with anime the pizza Cat samurai and I'd like to oath their antics take your breath away like fur balls in your throat we kittens are a special breed we never call retreat whenever big cheese knocks us down we land upon our feet so here's the video it's a cat please ring your little bell although you may be pen and ink we know you'll fight like pizza cats okay <laughs> that's nice nice uh,
2: i love i love any fake out swear that's like my, yeah. my favorite kind of rhyme
3: yeah and we'll fight like motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they should end it.
0: Oh, that would be awesome. In the credits they have a spiritual advisor who is
3: Hogan. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, Hogan I didn't the Wonder even... Cat. Hogan the Wonder yeah. Cat. Yeah.
0: It's
2: like it's like the It's clearly like their office cat. It,
3: he had to offend Okay, so how do we feel about this, right?
2: Yeah. Uh I'll be I'll be honest, I really like it. I enjoyed it a lot.
3: I fucking loved it. Yeah. I started this episode at like whatever 1 or whatever today when when I texted you guys and David was like, "You need to get on it." And I'm like, "Yes, come." Oh, wow, that sounds just ah, like David. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've like, <laughs> captured
0: his essence entirely.
3: Wow. You nailed him. <laughs> and and so and so I w- I was excited because he was like, "This is the most Japanese thing I'd ever seen." And and as somebody who has spent some time in Japan just like Adam, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty stoked to watch this. And when the narrator started and the, the opening sequence is a bit kitschy and everything, by the end of that episode, I was fully invested. <laughs> yeah. I really, really enjoyed this.
2: I think this is kind of like a perfect storm for us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The only problem with it is that it's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, that's actually, Can that's we the thing. Can please keep yeah, it? I love the show. I really enjoyed watching it. Like from, from the beginning, even doing the that the opening thing, yeah, I still wound up enjoying that. It, like, cause, just because as soon as that happened, it was like you hear the uh, the narrator say, "Can somebody cue that Boyd?" And as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Wait, I I did watch this when I was a kid. I think I did watch a few of these episodes. That's stuck in my head." Mm. Um, mm-hmm. but it's it's the right amount of crazy. It's the right amount of like adult humor within. Mm-hmm the context of this kid show that I, I also really loved it. I thought it was great, but Matt, yeah. Matt, I agree. I think it's too good. And I don't know if we're going to get a lot of meat off of this to be perfectly honest <laughs> with you.
2: I mean, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot of questions. Like the whole world that they live in is very strange. It is, but
0: it's, it's like my type um... of strange. Like this is the type of like much like sectars. This is like the type of, stream of consciousness bullshit that I that I could like spew <laughs> out myself at some point in time except it's good so uh, yeah <laughs> I
1: actually think with the uh the way that they're, they're completely rewriting the script we, we have a lot of uh randomness to look forward to and in, in other episodes this is not going to be like a set things like anything could happen next time
2: sure and 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 let's be let's be clear like this show is not funny
0: no, but it's, but it's cleverly good. written. It, it's clever. Yeah. yeah. It goes from A to Z to F, but like while you're going from A to Z to F, you don't get lost. Yeah. I, I vote we keep this
3: one. Because I'm I'm with David on it and I I think that it's just gonna be it's all over the place. Like the only thing more Japanese that I've been exposed to than this show is is a video game called Disgaea 5, which makes absolute no Fucking sense whatsoever, <laughs> and this show is is in the same thing. Like, wh- where, why do we have a bunny rabbit princess? Build? Does it doesn't make sense. Why do why do we have an orange samurai sous chef pizza cat that's got drills for shoulders? I don't know. We just made him. Yep. Like that's that's the beauty of this show, and it's and I can I can definitely understand why the anime audience likes this version of the show than the Japanese more than Japanese, yeah because it's completely out to lunch yeah.
2: i i agree i'm pro keeping it honestly like uh mostly because i haven't really seen it i liked it a lot but it's also like it, there's a a ton of of why what the fuck moments um to play off of
0: it's of I,
3: I think at the I, end I say, of the day, let's just keep it because it's fun
0: yeah no, 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 and, and, and obviously we're going to keep it because it's, it's three to one, but one of my reasons for not wanting to keep it is the fact that the random what-the-fuck moments is kind of the point of the show, and they're already making fun of yeah. themselves for it, so us making fun of them, making fun of themselves, doesn't really like work that well. But, having said that, nobody's actually like watching the show along and listening to us, so who the fuck cares, right?
3: Yeah, it's our show. Yeah, yeah motherfuckers. It's my
0: and <laughs> and, and to day. David's point about like the randomness of what's coming up later on, we even saw in the, the, uh, the preview for next week, next week's episode, um, a giant golden duck Buddha comes out of the ground. And as the situation evolves, the duck Buddha cracks open, and it turns out it's filled with a 12-armed squid monster thing. That then attacks the yeah, pizza. Guests. That's hot. So, like, yeah, it goes they everywhere. It goes they anywhere. couldn't
3: even let the tentacle porn die <laughs> in this show. <laughs> like, we've got to have articulated dicks. It's amazing. Oh, God. I honestly think that this is my favorite show we've watched wow. since starting this podcast. Wow. Really?
0: Wow. Even better than uh, Spaceship yeah. Yamato, the uh,
3: Star Blazers? Uh,. I I like that one because I think that was was more serious. I like this one based on the Banana Ding Dong. Like yeah yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's fucking out there. I don't know. Do you
0: like? Do you remember Heathcliff?
3: I mean I don't know. <laughs> you know when the show when honest to goodness when this show started the first maybe about two three minutes of it I was sitting there going oh is this is this a bad Heathcliff clone not that. One direction or the other, yeah, which right, Heathcliff yeah, yeah. took from this one or this one took from Heathcliff. Um, and I was like, eh, I don't know about this. But by about halfway, I, I went from being like, okay, kind of watching, kind of taking notes to, okay, what's happening next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, hold on, pause. I get Goodbye. the feeling the show right. is, they...
2: like, subsequent episodes will be quite formulaic, but who cares? Yeah. It's a ton of fun. Yeah.
3: it's, Yeah. I mean, I guess my closing comment on the episode is I understand why in the Wikipedia article in the 10 seconds of research I did this created a cult following. Yeah, I absolutely understand why. And I can't necessarily put my finger on it, but it's a lot of fun.
2: There you go. That's the, you put your finger on it.
3: Oh, yay!
2: <laughs> All right, Derek. What's David? What is our next section?
3: Penises for faces: the <laughs> depiction of the Tokugawa <laughs> shogunate.
0: Real quick, I'd like to um, air some uh, grievances here. Oh, uh, okay. We're gonna gr- we got grievances. We got grievances. So this is not um, fucking festival. So unfortunately, um, this occurred not last time with Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future, but the time before with He-Man. Uh, we were given the option and opportunity by uh, David uh, to put some. Uh, shows on the list Uh, Mm -hmm. we're allowed to vote shows on and vote shows off after we finished uh, recording and um, last week I voted on Rugrats and Matt immediately voted (laughs) Rugrats off (laughs) yep yep and I'm pretty sure it was all done by accident because Matt had stepped away when I voted it on I just wanted to air my grievance here and say fuck you Matt
2: Thank you. <laughs> I, um, you can you guys can thank me later when we don't have to watch Rugrats. <laughs> thank
1: you, Matt. <laughs> That's it. I thank okay. you because because this was all you, and you were not in any way manipulated by me to <laughs> take Rugrats off the list.
2: <laughs> no, I'm my own man with my own big boy decisions.
3: That's right, Matt. No one is in charge of your destiny. Aside hope, from that,
0: except for Nickelodeon, Nick Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. You want to do one universe? Well, David and I, David and I, kind of flushed out of the one universe already. Actually, when uh, pretty when much. you guys, when you stepped away, stepped away. Yeah, um, it was kind of an accident. Let's, let's hear it. Now I kind of want to explore this a little bit more. So, so the samurai pizza cats are actually cats. In power armor. So maybe they're like the offspring of Riff that got ejected from the the, the uh, garbage scowl that was being tugged along by the generation ship. And in order to survive on whatever planet he landed on, he created these suits and then he bred with... Do you think this place is big enough for a whole planet? Little Tokyo? Or... Yeah, little Tokyo. Probably not for a whole planet. We we could say that this is just sort of like this is little Tokyo on uh, um, on the garbage scout. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, maybe this is like the the actual like progression of events on the garbage scow as they're moving along. Yeah, back back in some dark
1: corner, the cats are building like autonomous robots.
0: Yeah. Like, like, It took them a while to get to the point where they could actually uh, use enough tools to make their own mech suits, and then once Heathcliff and Riff Raff... Yeah, and then everything's to
1: scale with them.
0: Have, yeah, and then everything's to scale with them. And then they built their mech suits that gave them more uh, manual dexterity, which allowed them to actually make more fine-tuned robots. So they designed yeah. everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I like That's this.
1: Good. And all the robots
0: speak cat. That's actually... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If if we were humans actually watching this, they would just be meow 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 meow
1: because we did did determine that the cats in Heathcliff can talk to each other but not to humans.
0: Exactly, exactly. So they are all yeah, they are all speaking cat. I like this. It also kind of makes a little bit more sense as a reason why fish there are no mechanical fish in this one. Fish are still food. They didn't actually make a mechanical or like a robot fish person. And it's because <laughs> Heathcliff liked fish. He always went to the fish market. So he was like, no, no, no. Oh, no. is Heathcliff. Well, I, I would oh, say. Heath- I- Heathcliff is the
1: original emperor that oh, forbade everyone else from eating seafood. Perfect.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Perfect. But Riff Raff is the one who wow. actually made the. Uh, the, the rest of the robots, or like he's the one that made the mech suits for everybody. Though
1: we did it, we've 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 bashed out the, the one universe theory.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. David, you, you, should we should we go into the one universe we flushed out earlier, or are we just going to re- let that lie where it is?
1: I don't know. Do I kind of make want to make them listen to the episode. Okay, that works. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.
2: Now we have to do research on our own lore. Yeah, I
0: do it all the time. Oh I always listen to our stuff. I'm like the one listener that keeps listening over and over and over again. So it seems like there's 10 people listening. No, I, I, I listen to each <laughs> one as well. I really felt bad about the uh, the quality of uh, my performance in Spider-Man Unlimited. and then, Yeah, you should. And then I fucked up the, the watch that I did for He-Man and then i had to skip mm-hmm. out on captain power and soldier of the future so i really need to i need to get my shit together i need to tighten up my game i agree man you you disgust me i'm dragging us down is what's happening mm-hmm. we're
2: all lower in the are uh, the nielsen ratings because of you exactly oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah no you're great buddy don't worry about it it's
1: all fun
0: no no it's it, it all- fun i'm just going to Give it
1: together. What's our next segment? Speaking of Neil's son, would you let your children listen to this?
0: Oh um, watch the show. Perfect transition. No,
3: it was
1: a terrible
2: transition. <laughs> I love it.
3: I would absolutely let my kids watch this and I would I would happily watch it along with them. Yeah. Big effing bowl of popcorn.
2: Yep. I would I would gladly let my daughter watch this. They don't treat women great in it, but uh it's pretty fun. I,
3: I I don't think that she would recognize as a child them not treating women great. Yeah. I think we're looking at that with a bit of an adult lens, and like from a child's perspective, they would they would still see Polly as a member of the team who plays a flute and throws heart shurikens.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with you. But um, I was going to say the, that the most powerful character in uh, Samurai Pizza Cats is a woman. It's Lucille because she seems to be. she has the ability to to like blast everybody to hell constantly. I You're agree. She's
3: so fucking woke. She just I just think the show's awesome. <laughs> and it's super fun and I think I think it's just it's a, it's it's a good time. Like I was very very pleasantly surprised by this. On a future episode.
1: All right. Let's look up episode. index 347.
3: Mm. Oh, it's fucking goddamn Carmen San Diego again? What? Seriously? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Jesus <Christ>. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, three forty-seven. No, uh... scroll. Up. Return to the
2: Planet of the Apes
3: again. Yeah. What?
2: Yep. Three forty-seven. There is something wrong with your randomization. Return David,
3: to the Planet of the Apes. I, I think your, I think your algorithm is broken. Damn already. you, Witch of the Coast dice roller. <laughs> <laughs> Do do you want me to actually physically roll dice? Like do you want me to like, yeah. like what what do you grab rolling? your, your five hundred and thirty seven sided dice? No,
2: I wanna watch the same three cartoons over and over again.
3: You're essentially rolling five hundred and ninety five hold on. Here I will I will roll real dice, so we do not have to watch two How are you going to make a five hundred and ninety five sided dice? Oh he has So one. I'm gonna roll I'm gonna roll five D tens <laughs> and then hey. Two D tens and a D six.
0: Two D tens <laughs> and a D six. Okay, that works.
3: You want me to roll two D tens and a D six? Yeah,
0: because you're gonna have sure you're gonna have the hundreds and the tens digits, and then the six is gonna cover everything else.
1: But the six will only go up to six. Yeah, we've already got a rewatch in the queue, so I think that's
0: valid. We need to re-roll. Okay. 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 That's fair. All right, five seventy-five. That is Widget the World Watcher. Oh, damn. Widget the World Watcher has 65 episodes aired from 1990 to 1992. I don't know what the fuck else it is. I have no idea what, what this cartoon is.
3: Is Widget based off of the Widget from Chip and Dale? No. No. He's like a weird alien thing. Oh. Okay, because Widget was the, the female companion in Chippendale Rescue Rangers, if I remember correctly. The, yes, she was. No, that's, that, that's Gadget. She Gadget she's the
0: mouse. Gadget.
3: Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay.
0: No, Widget the World Watcher is a purple alien. The show featured environmentalist themes and was recognized by the National Education Association as recommended viewing for children.
3: Ugh. Ugh. Oh, totally woke. Let's fucking Ugh. do it.
0: Yeah. Sounds awful. Yeah. So it's going to be a uh, one of the tree hugging cartoons. Oh, that's my favorite kind. All right. So, what which which episode are we watching? We need sixty-five. One of sixty-five.
3: Who's making that roll? David, I think you can safely make that roll on your your whopper. Okay, but you roll a D twelve for the uh, for who's doing it.
0: So, Widget the world watcher number thirty-one? Oh, Adam rolled? Tex, but no hex. (laughs) (sighs) 30. Oh, this looks so
2: bad. Yeah.
3: It does. Oh, he's standing on top of fucking Free Willy on this one picture. Holy shit.
0: Which is the Great Barrier Thief. Derek, you got that D12? 11. 11.
1: That would be Matt.
0: Okay. Thanks so fucking much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at the recap queue here, and Derek, like you're 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 knocking them out. You did Captain Power, Samurai Pizza Cats.
3: So I now you got where on Earth? I had Captain Power. No, I had Captain Power, and I rolled where on Earth, and then Matt asked if somebody could take Samurai Pizza Cats, and I jumped on the grenade for him. Thank you, Derek. (laughs) Anytime, Matthew. This, this was a good one to watch. So, but I was I was actually really glad. I thought my performance this week was better than last week. Like oh, last yeah. week, I was really really excited to watch Captain Power. Captain Power fizzled. I, like my childhood was ruined. I didn't have <laughs> yeah. good jokes. I wasn't <laughs> Johnny on the spot. My summary was shit. I disagree. And then, Did you guys talk
0: about uh, uh, Self uh, Thornson? The we guy did a tank, for the fact that he actually has yeah, sure. uh, rather a rather illustrious thing. career, and he's doing that shit.
1: Uh, I met you to Braxus. Nice, nice. But uh, mostly, I was talking about how we sounded just like Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: Well, yeah, they're, they're like best buds. They were, were workout buddies. So, um, we... should we do our we, do our closing? Uh, real, real quick though, we don't have yeah. we don't have a. Uh, Episode number for where on earth is Carmen San Diego. Did we not roll that out or
2: uh, we decided to pick an episode instead of We're going of to debate it.
0: <laughs> We're gonna debate it. Okay. So we should
1: do that. We should do that when we stop recording.
0: Okay. Sounds good. All right. So next week on Amazingly Terrible will be Highlander, but on a future episode will be Widget the World Watcher.
1: I'll try to get us some better quality
0: Highlander. Oh really? Was it that bad? Okay.
1: That's a good oh. Highlander. If you. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> the Highlander on YouTube is pretty bad. Okay.
3: Okay. Um, do you know what episode we're going to watch? For Highlander?
0: Yeah. yeah. Tricks of the Mind, episode yeah. number
3: 24. Do you know episode number 24, Tricks of the Mind
0: animated series? Yes. yes animated series. Yes. All right.
2: Well, for uh, Amazingly Terrible, I'm still Matt.
0: I'm still David. I'm still Adam. I'm hanging in there. Almost not Adam, but
3: I'm still Adam right now. And I'm excitedly Derek because this was a lot of fun. <laughs> <See ya. laughs>
1: Amazingly Terrible is produced by David Thomas. Send your emails to monotonouslyterrific at com. Music by Josh Woodward.
0: How how much more copy can it? You have teenage mutant ninja turtles, samurai pizza cats. They just sort of swapped out the teenage for pizza.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way you do. <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm gonna fuck the hell out of this pizza, you know.
0: <laughs> God. All right, Matt Gates. <laughs> <laughs>